Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Gold Digger Proof Podcast, where we celebrate women building their own millions. I'm your host, Tina Lee Jones. And on today's show, we have an amazing woman by the name of Tracy Roberts. Tracy Roberts is an overcomer, a survivor, and just a woman on a mission of not only physical health, but mental health, not only for herself, but for others as well. She's an entrepreneur and author from Philly who's killing the fitness game right now. She's very transparent about her weight loss and mental health struggles and is using her journey to encourage others. And did I also mention she's a burpee queen? Tracy, thank you so much for being a part of the Gold Digger Proof podcast. Well, thank you. That was that was quite an introduction. Thank you, Tina. You're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate so that. In, I'm so impressed with your story, girl. I'm so impressed. I'm super proud of you, girl. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love what you're, you're doing as well. I love what you're doing as well. Thank you. Well, first off, first of all, girl, wait a minute. Congrats on the weight loss, okay? Um, like, <laughs> most women fight to lose 20 pounds. Like, I remember I had to fight to lose my 20 pounds, but you've lost almost 100 pounds, and that is absolutely amazing. But what was the initial reason for wanting to lose so much weight in the first place? So, yeah, I've actually lost um, almost 100 pounds twice. So I lost 100 pounds back in between 2010 and 2011. And at that point, I saw what I looked like, I saw the number on the scale, and I knew that I had to make a change. So I did a little bit of research, changed the way I ate, started working out, and, you know, the weight came off in about a year. But the problem was um, I was only worried about how I looked and, and not really the, the health aspect behind it or my mental health. So I quickly gained all the weight back and then some and kind of had to start the process over again in a couple of years. So this is your second time losing 100 pounds? This is my second time. So I'm at about the 95 or 96-pound mark, so I'm almost at that 100-pound number again. Uh, but this time what I've done is I've taken control of my mental health and the way that I think about myself and the love that I have for myself. So right now I'm at around two and a half, um, a little over two and a half years on this second journey, and I am loving it. I'm not at that 100-pound mark yet. The past year has been more of a maintenance. So I've stayed around the same age, but, girl, when I tell you my body has changed, um, my body has definitely changed. So I'm still making strides, and that number kind of is just a number on the scale because I'm more concerned about the way that I feel about myself and my health internally. I hear that. Well, if you're like at 95, 96, you should be at 100 pounds in within a few weeks or a month. And so you got to do something amazing to celebrate, girl. You got to do something amazing because the second time around is, is even better because, like you said, you're more concerned about how you feel about yourself, your mental health, how you feel about yourself on the inside, which is way more important than, you know, what a person looks like because if you feel good on the inside, then that will exude on the outside. So, girl, make sure that you have um, some type of Instagram party and I'm invited or something. <laughs> definitely. I, I have to do something. I'm still trying to think about that, but um, it's definitely a big milestone, and it means so much more this time around because the way that I did it just felt so much better, and the way that I feel about myself now is incredible. Um, losing 100 pounds before, I might as well not have lost the weight because when I looked in the mirror, I saw the exact same person that mm -hmm. I was before I lost the weight. So, 
now, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate. We're gonna we're gonna turn up on Instagram, and you're definitely invited. Okay, I'm gonna have to go to the local uh, bakery, get me a cupcake, <laughs> and you know, turn up with you. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, and girl, what another thing that I love about your story is that you are monetizing this because you decided to create fitness gear around your weight loss journey. And yes, you have leggings, t-shirts sweatshirt, and so much more at an affordable price. Now, talk about your brand, girl. So, yeah, so Pretty and Strong Apparel, just it's just that. Like, I want women to feel beautiful and strong, not just not just muscles, but feel that strength internally when they put on my clothes. And I'm, I'm either, listen, I'm either in the gym wearing my sneakers or I'm dressed up in heels. So when I go in the gym, I still have to feel cute. I still have to feel beautiful. So my clothes are for women to put on and just feel like, you know, you, you want to feel good when you go to the club and you're, and you're out there partying. So my party is in the gym. So I still got to look good. I still got to feel good when I put on my gym clothes. And I'm still going to wear the same crop top that I could put on in the gym. I'll put on some jeans and some heels, and I'll wear that to the mall. So my, my clothes are definitely um, versatile. And, yeah, I just want women to feel beautiful and powerful when they wear my clothes. Wonderful, honey. And they do look good. They do look amazing. Thank you. And so basically you created a lifestyle around a major pain point of your life. You turned exactly. your mess into a message because now you're like, like today, earlier today, you were speaking to some elementary kids about your book, right? I was, I was, and that, that's always a great experience when you're able to speak to the kids. And um, like you said before, my fitness is all geared around my mental health. Uh, when I was able to really take control of my mental health, that's when I was able to change, not just change my number on the scale, but change the way that I looked at myself in the mirror, change the way that I felt, and change the structure of my body because you can lose weight and still not like the way you look and like the way that your body's shaped. But now that I think differently about it and now that I've controlled everything else, I'm able to enjoy the body that I'm building as well. So, yeah, it was it was amazing. We talked to the kids about mental health. We talked to the kids about physical health, and it, it was a great time. They were a good group of kids. Okay, amazing. And speaking of your, your book, we have to tell everyone the name of the book. What's the name of the book? So my book is entitled Mommy, Is This All My Fault? And it addresses when a child has a parent with a mental health illness such as depression. Kids tend to internalize things and believe that whatever is going on with the parents is their fault, that they've done something wrong. But my, my book is a good way to open up that conversation and let a child know that, you know, mommy or daddy is just going through something and it's not your fault and you're still loved. And that is so amazing. That is so important that you wrote that, you know, from um, a child's sense so they can understand and, and under, know that it's not their fault because, you know, we, we've seen our parents grow up and go through things or our parents are having an argument, and we think as children that, it, that it's our fault. So for mm-hmm. you to write that book and to really put it in, in terms where they can understand it, that is absolutely amazing. And so you Thank definitely you. wrote this. You wrote this book from your own personal experience because your kids was, you know, at one point questioning, you know, what's wrong with mommy, right? Exactly. Um, you know, I would be in my room and just kind of they'd knock on the door, the lights would be out, not really knowing what's going on. So it's either I'm sad and in my room and in my bed and why won't she come out and play with us, or I'm kind of snappy and I'm fussing at them when they really didn't do anything wrong. Uh, so it got to a point where I was like, I need to talk to my kids in a way that they can understand, but you have to do it in a child-appropriate way. Um, So I was looking for resources, and I didn't find anything that I felt I could share with my children. So 
me and my kids actually kind of wrote this together. I wrote this, and when I was going through the process of getting it published, they had so much input. Um, the the pictures, the the different words I use. They're like, no, mommy, don't use that word. Use this word. And yeah, it's it's definitely a family project. Oh, that is amazing, and that's part of your legacy as well. Mm-hmm. And it's part of your legacy. That is amazing. Now we now we spoke about um, your your first book, Mommy. Is this all my fault? But you have a second book coming out in spring of 2018, right? I do. So that book is entitled Dating, Weight Loss, But Falling in Love with Myself, and it's really my story and my journey of um, losing the hundred pounds. You know, almost twice at this point, and all the ups and downs that I went through mentally, physically, emotionally, and what it really took for me to get to this point, and getting to the point where I actually started to love myself and not just going through the process of losing weight because I believe if you're just going through the process of losing weight and you don't focus on you and your mental health and your self-love, then it's just going to keep coming back and it's going to be that cycle that many of us women go through. We lose five pounds, gain it back. Lose five pounds, gain it back. And I want to help women kind of dig deeper and, and get to the core of what's going on so that they can change their body permanently. Amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait. I have to definitely come out to the launch of the book, Dating uh, Weight Loss but Falling in Love with Myself, because I know what it feels like having to fall in love with myself all over again, My, you know, my, as, you know, my own personal journey. So, girl, make sure I'm there to that, too. You know, you got a lot oh, of you will be. coming up. You got a lot I'm coming to New York and get up. you. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, girl, definitely. So, um, Okay, also, you host a weekly class over at the Circle of Greatness Academy right there in Philly for the free 99, don't you? So I, I was actually, we're, we're starting that back up, start up um, week after next. We're going to start that back up on Monday. So uh, everybody who's listening to the podcast, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Tracy's Takeover because I'll be announcing those classes. It'll be uh, four weeks of free classes on Mondays. And then I also had a, have a paid class that I teach with another instructor every Tuesday night. So you guys should be able to catch me sometime at the beginning of the week, either for free or you can do my class on Tuesdays for $10. Listen, there's no excuse. There's no no excuse. excuse. And And bring your kids, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, it's a whole family thing. That is amazing. So -hmm. what can women expect from this class? And what kind of things do you do? Because, you know, it's not just adults. It's uh, kids as well. So, yeah, we're definitely geared toward adults, but we don't want there to be any excuses. I have kids myself, so if you don't have a babysitter, go ahead and bring your kids. But we actually make the classes very fun, and we take it back to childhood. We play childhood games. We play dodgeball. Uh, we do something called Tabata. So that's an exercise where you're, we, we have you exercise 40 seconds on and then have a 20-second break, and then we go back into another exercise. But we, we play lots of games. We do obstacle courses. It's never the same class every week. It's going to be an amazing time. You got to come out. Well, that is what uh, I'm going to have to pop up on you, girl. I'm going to have to pull up. <laughs> you know, like I say, I'm going to have to pull up on you and shock you one day. <laughs> yeah, that that'll be a great surprise. I want to see your face. <laughs> okay, you're very open and transparent about your battle with mental illness and bipolar, to be exact. But how did this diagnosis come about? 
So when I was pregnant with my youngest daughter back in 2007, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder. Um, I went through years of being on different medications and um, going to counseling, and it would work for a little bit, but it would always kind of um, fall back and I'd fall into a deep depression. So it wasn't until about two and a half, three years ago um, at this point when I made an attempt on my life and was hospitalized and received the diagnosis of bipolar depression. And getting the right diagnosis is key. Um, because when I was able to do that, I was able to get on the right medication. And once I did that, combining that with exercise and, and, and prayer and surrounding myself with positive people, I just found the formula that worked for me. Um, but I, I think a key ingredient in that was getting the right diagnosis. So many people are misdiagnosed and don't understand why what they're doing, even though they're following the doctor's orders and doing all these other things, why it's not working. If something isn't right. working, sometimes you got to reach out and, and maybe go to another doctor and figure out what's going on. Right, right. Well, I'm still, yes. Because being misdiagnosed can be deadly. Mm, yeah, and it, it almost was to me. If I, yeah, if I hadn't uh, um, been able to be hospitalized right away um, after my attempt, and I was actually in the hospital for a few days before I got moved to the to the mental hospital, um, yeah, it could have been deadly for me, but thank God uh, he had another purpose for me, and that was just yeah. a, a way to, to, to put me in the right place to get diagnosed and, and put me on the right path. Okay, yes, thank God, thank God. So this is definitely something that you weren't born with. This is something maybe that was triggered by, triggered by your pregnancy, would you say? Well, um, mental health does run in my family. Um, there are a lot of people in my family that have been diagnosed um, with very similar um, disorders, uh, whether it be major depressive, uh, bipolar, and a couple other ones. So it definitely is genetic for me, but I think my hormones changing when I was pregnant made it to a point that I wasn't able to function like I was before. Because um, even when I was a child, I dealt with thoughts of being really sad. I didn't really know what was going on. But, you know, you push through. When, when mm -hmm. things aren't too bad, you kind of just push through. But I think when I was pregnant and with the hormones, it just put me in a place that I, I could no longer control it. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that, so that's good to know because a lot of people think that every, most people are born with it. People don't realize that trauma can trigger, you know, mental health issues. A lot of different things can. Mm -hmm. and, it, yeah. and, and while I'm on medication, everybody doesn't need to be. That's another thing that, that we don't talk about. Like medication definitely is an option and it's something that I need, but everybody has to find what works for them. Some mm -hmm. people just need counseling. Some people are able to only use fitness right, and, and be able to get through it like that because, you know, when, when you're working out, that's changing the chemical formulas in your mind as well and your, and your entire body. So I think it's so important for people to figure out what's going on with them and figure out what's going to work correctly for, for them. Yes, but ultimately getting diagnosed properly, getting the proper diagnosis, exactly. that is ultimate, the, the utmost. Exactly. Yes. Well, I'm so thankful that you are so transparent about this because most people don't like to talk about um, their mental health issues or just mental health, period. Mm. Okay. No, that's so true, especially in our community. It's just like, you know, you'll get over it. It's just, you know, push through. You'll get over it. Just, you know, just go pray. And, and 
we don't want to address that there might seriously be a, a medical illness, a mental illness that's going on with you. So I think it's so important if people think that something is wrong, it's not going to harm you to go and get checked out. Go and talk to a doctor and see, you know, are you, are you just having a hard time or do you actually have a diagnosed mental illness that you need to address? Right. It's so important to get a checkup from the neck up. Yeah. So important. So important. Exactly. Because it affects everything. It affects everything um, about you and, and it affects the people around you as well. Mm-hmm. So, and even with fitness and weight loss, people are wondering why they're not losing weight. Like, I'm working out, I'm doing everything that I should be doing. But if you're not mentally in the right place, if you're if you're depressed, if you're not thinking um, positively, like all those things play a part in your body. Stress plays a part in your body. So you're not able to make those physical changes you want if your mind is not in the right place. Right. Absolutely. Now, Tracy, we're still in the first quarter of 2018. And besides the, the new book, Fitness Goals, Women's Empowerment, what's next for Tracy Roberts and her brand? Well, I'm trying to get more out into the communities, and I definitely want to reach out to Corporate America as well. Uh, one of my biggest goals is to start tapping into corporate wellness programs. Um, I think it's so important for corporations to really be behind their employees and give them resources and, and different information so that they can be the best of them possible because we go to work. Well, you know, everybody who goes to work and does a nine-to-five, like, that's where we spend most of our day. So I think that corporations really need to be behind their employees and making sure that they're the healthiest that they can be. So that's definitely a big goal of mine to get started with that in 2018 and then just run with it for 2019. Wonderful. So you mean you want to go into, like, the big uh, companies, the big corporations? I do. And maybe hold, like, workshops even during the day or maybe after work, talking about mental health and maybe educating the actual employers. Um, uh, on mental health and how important it is because, like you said, they spend most of their day, most of your life at their job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they should want to consider, you know, being, you know, consider their employees' health, you know, at a higher level than what they have in the past decade. Exactly. Those and community programs, I think it's always a good thing we can come out as a community and talk about health and wellness and, and make it fun. We, we, mm-hmm. we make health and wellness a chore, but make it fun. Bring the families out, do different activities, have, you know, like you said, uh, workshops and, and different educational pieces to it, bring in nurses and other health providers, and then just do whole body health from the head down to your toes. Like, I just, I just feel like we as a community, we need to come together and make it important to take care of ourselves. And that's so important. That, that's just so important. And like I said, kudos to you for being so transparent because let me tell you something. I have a friend who uh, works at a major network, and they were doing doing a, a series on mental health. Mm-hmm. And it's so it, – mental health issues, you know, talking about depression, anxiety, all of these things, it's, so, it's such a taboo, you know, it has such a stigma to it that they were doing a series on it. Advertisers just started pulling out left and right, mm-hmm. left and right. Are you serious? That's because you don't want to. That's a shame because you don't want to talk about mental health issues. Something that's mm-hmm. so needed. Something that's so. Uh, I mean, with all these shootings, hello. Don't you exactly. think you need to talk about mental health? Exactly. 
Oh, my goodness. But you know what? The um, more we talk about it, the more it'll be normal because just like any other major illness, we, you know, we have cancer, we have diabetes, high blood pressure, all these other major illnesses, mental health is just as important. And if we can get on board and get people to understand that it's not something that we can just, you know, think that we can, we can get through without going through the medical professionals, without being properly diagnosed, without getting the proper help, and more people start talking about it, I think more people start taking it seriously. Like, you know, we, we have these walks for all these other diseases, and, like, there's an out-of-the-darkness walk. It's actually going to be in June in um, Philadelphia, and it's a major walk that they hold across the country, and people come out and raise awareness for um, suicide prevention. And it's mm-hmm. so important, and, and things like this need to be more televised, need to be more advertised, but people are so afraid to talk about that. Yeah. It's about so saving lives, though. We have to talk about it to save lives. Because sometimes just a simple conversation or a simple question like, are you okay, can save someone's life. And really mean it. And, and really mean, mean it. it. Like to really look at somebody, no, are you okay, and be okay with their response. Because there's so many times when I would be asked that question and we, we just as robots, oh, yeah, I'm good, I'm fine, I'm good, and throw on the smile. Mm-hmm. But when you're able to look somebody in their eyes and really ask if they're okay and care about their response, that can definitely save a life. Definitely can. Well, Tracy, what would be your own personal gold digger tip you'd like to leave with our audience as far as um, whether it's mental health or physical health? What would be your own personal gold digger tip? My tip would have to be to find a love for yourself, a true, deep-down love for yourself, because when you're able to do that, you're going to do whatever you have to do to take care of yourself and to be your best self. Hey, it doesn't get any more simple, plain, and truthful than that. So, Tracy, I am so looking forward to your book coming out. Um, I have to support your your, uh, fitness gear. And we have to celebrate when you get to that 100 pounds, girl. We'll celebrate over Instagram or something. We oh, yeah, it's going, it's going to be an Instagram turn-up. Everybody coming to the live. We're all, like, we're all going to do a big. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Let everyone know where they can find you on social media. So you can find me on all social media at Tracy's Takeover. That's T-R-A-C-I-E-S-T-A-K-E-O-V-E-R. Also, my website is www.tracystakeover.com. Amazing. Phenomenal woman making phenomenal moves making, uh, I can't say bloody moves, health moves in the community. (laughs) And thank you so much for being so transparent and just, you know, sharing your stories, not only with adults, but with children as well, and hosting your, you know, your fitness classes every week. Thank you so much for just being an inspiration because it's something that's so needed in the mental health industry. So, Tracy, thank you so much for being a part of the Gold Digger Proof Podcast. You've been absolutely amazing. You can come back at any time. Whenever you release that second book, baby, you know i got to get you back on here. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Thank you so much, Tina. You are more than welcome. So, ladies, listen. Be wonderful. Be great. But always be a gold digger. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.